Sweet. Thank you, Michael. Thank you very much. So uh, I know there's some folks here from Oklahoma. Where are the Oklahoma folks that are here tonight? Way in the back. Oh, okay. I'm blinded. Okay. Back there. And there's folks here from Texas, right? Where are you at? Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what other, what other places are you from? North Dakota. Okay. Wow. Welcome. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Guatemala right here. Yes. Awesome. Amaya and Amalkar. We've adopted a village in Guatemala and it's awesome. And meet these folks. They're terrific. We're going to Send two teams there this, this next, uh, over the next few months. And it's great to have you here with us. Merry Christmas to you. India. Indiana. Oh, Indiana. <laughs> Indiana. Okay. Yeah. Let's get the extra syllable there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your help on that one. Florida. Whoa. There's the distance right there. Yes. Welcome, Julie. Merry Christmas to you. She was a kid in one of my youth groups long, long ago, so... Yeah, it's pretty cool to see her. So, uh, there's a few of those kids. If you if you were in one of my youth groups in the past, long long time ago, would you just kind of give a wave here? Look at Scott. Come on, this guy can't miss this guy. Yes, yes. It was so embarrassing. One day our, our youth room was really full and we didn't have a stage. And I was always down here with my guitar, you know, leading worship. And uh, these guys come in and sit right in the front row. And I'm like dwarfed here. And so I didn't know what to do. And so I look at Scott and I said, RV's parking back. <laughs> I've been apologizing for that ever since. <laughs> love, the, love you, Scott. Glad you're here, man. It's awesome. And others, awesome. So Christ and Christ Mass. I, you know, I, I say that because it's, it is, it's Christmas. It's Christ Mass. It's not K-R-I-S. It's not Chris Kringle, it's Christ Mass. And uh, I, I just had to repeat that tonight because I was actually with someone who was at Church Sunday and they said they'd never heard that before. And I thought, how cool is that? Because you just don't know what people grab a hold of and, and what people uh, don't, don't really know. So Christmas is a, is a, is a celebration of, of the Christ. And we have been in a series here um, during the season. We'll, we'll end it next week on, on Sunday morning that we've called God with us. It, it actually comes right out of the Christmas story in Matthew chapter 1, 22, where it says this, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the Lord will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means, anybody want to guess? Beautiful, that's right. I noticed so many people singing on the one uh, Christmas carol that didn't have words, and that was just beautiful, beautiful that we know these things. But this is Jesus right here. This is the Christ child. This is that baby that was born in this manger in, in Bethlehem. And, and I really honestly believe that God has a word for someone here tonight. And the word is, is very simple, that God really, really desires to be with you. And for you to know that, that he's with you. God with you. It makes all the difference in the world. I have this little box with me. Lots of boxes during these days, aren't there? What could be in this box? Yeah. So here in this uh, little red and white box, we have 
a little Christ child. And we have a little manger. And, and I brought it because uh, a little girl was helping her mom unpack their nativity set. And she was just having a lot of fun naming all the individuals that came out of the box. And, and she was saying, wow, mom, here's an angel. And mom, look, wise men. And, and mom, there's Joseph. And, and here's Mary. And she said, mom, baby Jesus. And baby Jesus comes with his own car seat. <laughs> baby Jesus and all this what it's about is really God with us and and that's what Christmas is all about now you may not know this uh, if you look at your Bible and if you really have a Bible not just the New Testament but if you have both the Old Testament and the New Testament the very first book in the Bible it, what's it called Genesis and Genesis means beginnings. And so what Genesis offers to us is, is the beginning of time as we know it. And right there, we find the very first relationship in human history. It's God and man, Adam. Adam means man. God and man doing life together. And it was good and it was right. And then tragedy struck. Tragedy struck in that Adam was convinced that life just might be better apart from God. Yeah, life might just be better apart from God. And likewise, in our pursuit of something in life, anything, anything at all other than God, we've been walking away ever since. And if we're being honest with it about this whole thing, we're ending up a bit confused and a bit empty and asking questions like, what is going on in our world? You see, the problem with walking away from God is that it's in God that we discover and get to enjoy everything that's truly good and everything that's really worthwhile. And if you want to understand the meaning of life, and if you want to understand why things can get so messy, then start right here and consider where we are in relationship with God. And this breaks God's heart because he loves us. He created us to do life with him. He knew that this separation would result in all sorts of problems for us, all sorts of problems for our planet. But there's really good news right here. And it's almost as beautiful as this right here. <laughs> this is what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, sweet, sweet things. The good news is this. God refused to give up. God refused to give up. In fact, since that time, there have been a few individuals in the course of history who have discovered this one truth. We'll call it the Emmanuel Principle and have discovered the reality of God with us and discovered the benefits of learning to walk with God. But the truth is, God didn't want just a few people to be in relationship with him. So what he did was he started a new people. He called these people Israel. And he said that I'm going to teach them to be with me. And through them, I'm going to bring forth my son who will become the sacrifice that will make a way for all who will to come back into relationship with me. And one glorious night, 
One glorious day, in the middle of the night, God's plan was born in a manger. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now that plan would require this baby Jesus grow to be a man who would ultimately suffer at the, very, at the hands of the very people that, that he came to save. He would go to, to a cross, but it wouldn't end there because he would rise again from the dead to prove that he is the one who could do this. He would appear to many, and then just before he went back to his home in heaven, he said these words to those who were now following him. He said this, Surely I am with you always. I'm with you always to the very end of the age. And and as a result, the moment someone puts their faith in Jesus Christ, coming to this place of recognizing that, that we need to do life with God, that it's not good apart from God, it's at that point that we receive the forgiveness that Christ has offered us and our bodies become the temples of the Holy Spirit. God himself literally moves into our lives, takes up residence with us, and, and we can know God was it with, is with us through the course of this life, but it doesn't end there because we all know that there will come a moment that we will pass from this life to the next, and the Bible ends having gone full circle with the book of Revelation that we started with God, we were separated from God, we're restored from God. And in the last book of the Bible, this is what it says. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, now the dwelling of God is with men and he will live with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. You see how God is consistent? Throughout time, his desire to be with you goes clear into forever. And what exactly does it mean for you right now? Well, I'm reminded oftentimes at Christmas time about a short story, a children's movie called The Bear. And in one of the scenes, this young bear cub gets separated from, from Mama Bear and not realizing he's being stalked by a, a, a mountain lion. It looks like things are going to be quite desperate right here. But just as the lion's about to pounce, this bear cub sees him and stands just as tall as he can possibly, possibly stand. That's kind of like me standing next to Scott over here, <laughs> right? And lets out this boyish growl. And to his amazement, the mountain lion turns and runs away. And that little bear cub's feeling pretty proud. Just then, the camera pans back to give us a bigger picture of what's happening. And there, right behind that little guy, is Mama Bear, who scared that mountain lion away. You know, it's good to know that Mama Bears are with us. It's good to have friends like Scott over here. But... But mama bears can't always be there. There's there's only one who promises to be with you always. His name is Emmanuel, God with us. And there are a number of people here this, this evening who have discovered the benefits of God being with them significant benefits. Um, there was this time in the Bible that, that God's people were facing an insurmountable task. And maybe right now you're facing an insurmountable task. Let me, let me define that for you. Something too great and too difficult to overcome. Insurmountable task, 
all right? Pardon me, but I was reminded of a grandmother who wasn't sure that her little granddaughter was remembering, was getting to know her colors. So she thought she'd test her a little bit, and she would point to something of a specific color, and, and, and to her pride, her little granddaughter got every color exactly right. And then that little girl threw Grandma a bit of a surprise when she said, Grandma, don't you think it's time you figured some of this out for yourself? <laughs> Not quite the insurmountable task we're talking about, but maybe you're in an insurmountable task, uh, uh, facing an insurmountable um, situation or moment right now, and something might be something like this. Maybe a child you're concerned about and praying for. Maybe a spouse or a loved one that are in the midst of something or making decisions and you're concerned. Maybe it's a debt that you can't seem to overcome or some kind of a health issue or a work issue or another relationship issue. And God, by his nature, says the very same thing to you that he said to his people in that situation so long ago. Listen to his words. He said this, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go, <laughs> whatever you face. So the first thing that I see here is that people who are learning to the experience of God with them are finding a reassurance in life that really they're not doing life alone. But there's a second, well, let me first ask this question because I think you need to ask this question and I need to ask this question. Uh, reassurance how might you need to find courage, reassurance in knowing God is with you this Christmas? Second thing I notice is, is guidance. I, I love the, these two verses in the Bible, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And the reason I love them is because of the many times in life that I'm not sure what to do next. I'm not sure what to say next. I'm not sure how to navigate through a difficult situation. I'm not sure how to face something that I'm in the, in the midst of. And it's right there that I remember these words. Hear them. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And I have to embellish this every time I say it because, because it, the meaning of it, you know. Do not lean on your limited understanding. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your limited understanding. Instead, in all your ways, acknowledge God with you. And then he promises he'll direct your steps. And it kind of gives the idea that if you'll just get your eyes on him and start moving where you're feeling prompted to move, God will steer you as, you're go, as you go, as long as you're committing your way to him. And so the call here, remember the Emmanuel principle and remember that because God is with you, he actually guides those that he's with. And then as you step out, be prepared for him to steer you along the way. So here's the second question. How might God's presence give you confidence in making the next move, taking the next step? All right, just one more benefit. There are many that come to mind when I think about this. And th these verses are expressed directly to God when the Bible says this, O Lord, you have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. And when I think of joy, I, I think about a client of my wife, of my wife's who one day 
said to her, can I work for you? <laughs> this was a woman who had incredible means and didn't need a job, but she said, can I work for you? Well, why do, I, why do you want to work for me? Well, because whenever I see you and your friend working together, you just seem to be having so much fun. <laughs> can you believe that? Yeah, I do. If you know my wife, it's the truth. The reality is that so much of life tries to steal joy from us. I mean, come on, let's be honest. People can be joy suckers, right? Yeah, stuff can be joy suckers, right? Yeah, some of you are really into this right here on the people part. Stuff, circumstances can really suck joy. But there's really, really good news for us in this Christmas season, and God wants someone to hear this. There is joy in the presence of the Lord. <laughs> I, uh, I was driving home from a job a long, long time ago b- before I was in the ministry, preparing for the ministry, and I had worship music on, and I just started worshiping God, and I got so caught up in, in my worship that, that I was way into it. You know how that is? You're singing, and you're into it. Not all of you, but some of you know. Okay, thanks to those of you who do. And... Uh, yeah, I'm really just worshiping God. And as I pulled up to a red light, I took a glance in my rearview mirror, and there's two young girls in the car behind me going, <laughs> check him out. This joy in the presence of the Lord. So much of life steals joy. But hear what the Lord is saying tonight. There is joy in the presence of the Lord. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. And there's even greater news than that this Christmas. And that greater news is the reality that God wants to be with you he wants you with him so this christmas we invite you god invites you i i invite you to discover the reassurance the guidance and the joy that comes from learning to live in the presence of god are you living life with him are you enjoying him do you hear his spirit drawing you tonight listen to what he's saying Because what he's saying is, come, come to me, trust in me, and discover life, discover what you were made for. And let you become a living testimony that the presence of the Lord makes all the difference in the world. Come, let's pray together. Thank you, Lord, for Emmanuel. Thank you for Christ with us. And thank you that even now you're drawing somebody, somebody's back to you, maybe in a closer way, closer relationship, maybe for the first time, someone's being prompted back to you, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing. And I'd like each of us during this, this prayer time to consider two questions. Listen, what is God's Spirit saying to you right now? And number two, how might God want you to respond? Just let God's Spirit work. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing.